0: Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle Part 3. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, We also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. In our last episode titled, The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 2, March 27th, we learned if God punished the revolting angels so severely, then false teachers could not hope to escape either. Barnes told us why they revolted, or what was the number of the apostates were, there is not the slightest information. In the bottom line, Barnes further told us, on these points, conjecture would be useless. We learned further that the word, quote, master, end quote, does not always mean a master with regard to master and slave. It is used before the word schoolmaster was created. To note this, we quoted 14 verses found in commentary to help distinguish the difference in the use of the word master as schoolmaster. Today, a schoolmaster is now simply known as a teacher. In early American schools, there were one room and the teacher, based on today's workings of schools, was not simply a teacher but also the principal and served in other offices now held by many individual people who make today's American schools. Lastly, Barnes told us that the evil reprehended is that of seeking the... To find out more, listen to our last episode titled the False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 2. Today, our scripture reads, This is especially true of those who follow their corrupt nature along the path of impure desires and who despise the Lord's authority. These false teachers are bold and arrogant. They aren't afraid to insult the Lord's glory. Angels, who have more strength and power, power, then these teachers don't bring an insulting judgment against them from the Lord. These false teachers insult what they don't understand. They are like animals, which are creatures of instinct that are born to be caught and killed. So they will be destroyed like animals and lose their wrongdoing earned them. These false teachers are stains and blemishes. They take pleasure in holding wild parties in broad daylight. They especially enjoy deceiving you while they eat with you. They're always looking for an adulterous woman. They can't stop looking for sin as they seduce people who aren't sure of what they believe. Their minds are focused on their greed. They are cursed. These false teachers have left the straight path and wandered off to follow the path of Balaam, son of Beor. Balaam loved what his wrongdoing earned him, but he was convicted for his evil. A donkey which normally can't talk, spoke with a human voice and wouldn't allow the prophet to continue his insanity. From God's word to the nations, second Peter chapter two, verses 10 through sixteen. Jude, between whose language and that of Peter in this chapter there is a remarkable resemblance, has expressed this more fully. He says in Jude chapter 1 verse 8, These filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. It is one of the effects of religion to produce respect for superiors. But when men are self-willed and when they purpose to give indulgence to corrupt propensities, it is natural for them to dislike all government. Accordingly, it is by no means an infrequent effect of certain forms of error to lead men to speak disrespectfully of those in authority and to attempt to throw off all the restraints of law. It is a very certain indication that men hold wrong opinions when they show disrespect to those in authority and despise the restraints of law. From Barnes New Testament Notes Given some of the things that have already happened in America, at least at the beginning of 2021, this commentary passage not only reflects but Also speaks of things in current modern times. My observation is noticed in this portion of commentary. Quote, when men are self-willed and when they purpose to give indulgence to corrupt propensities, it is natural for them to dislike all government. Accordingly, It is by no means an infrequent effect of certain forms of error to lead men to speak disrespectfully to those in authority and to attempt to throw off all the restraints of law. The first statement opens with two comments that set the reasoning for the results found in this commentary passage. First, when men, meaning, Men and women are self willed. 2. When men and women alike give indulgence to corrupt propensities, the results are as follows 1. It is natural to dislike all of government, meaning anything from local to state and government itself. 2. It is a Frequent effect of certain forms of error to lead men and women to speak disrespectfully to those in authority. Three, they attempt to throw off all the restraints of the law. Recently, here in America, we see all three of these in one form or another. In what seems to be a waning of our pandemic times, I am seeing people that want. What they want, and sooner than later, even if it means being rude, insulting, even violent in their actions. As children of God, we always need to remember that we are above such dealings and behavior. We need to also remember today that the world is in a very difficult state, that even just two years ago, before the pandemic started here, it was not. With the pandemic now seemingly receding, but still living on, and the war in Ukraine that could possibly grow in its reach to the rest of the world, we have some serious global problems. People who are not saved in Christ are very fearful of the times they live in. We, as God's chosen need to remember this and try to help these people find Christ so they can also have a peace that passes all understanding according to God's word in your Bible. As God's people, we who are saved in Christ need to pass on what we have in Christ instead of retreating in our own state of fear. A fear our Bibles say we should not have. Again, if we are truly saved in Christ, we should naturally possess his peace that passes all human understanding. And despise government, in the margin, dominion. That is, they regard all government in the state, the church, and the family as an evil. Advocates for unbridled freedom of all sorts disclaimers on liberty and on the evils of oppression defenders of what they regard as the rights of injured man and yet secretly themselves lusting for the exercise of the very power which they would deny to others they make no just distinctions about what constitutes true freedom and in their zeal array themselves against government in All forms. No topic of declamation would be more popular than this, and from none would they hope to secure more followers. For if they could succeed in removing all respect for the just restraints of law, they would be open for the accomplishment of their own purposes in setting up a dominion over the minds of others. It is a common result of such views that men of this description become impatient of the government of God himself and seek to throw off all authority and to live in the unrestrained indulgence of their vicious propensities. From Barnes New Testament Notes. It is quite clear Barnes did not open this passage on a passive note. Barnes opened with a strong, direct statement. He said, That is, they regard all government in the state, in the church, and in the family as an evil. Does that ring with what is in our news systems today? I will say that at least in America. This has calmed down now, but it is not gone as yet. There was just a news piece in the public news sources demonstrating clearly such things are just bubbling on simmer until we may well see another rise in such issues. This is why we, as God's people, need to be calm in such times. We need to love such people with the love of God who is at the wellspring source of such love, which is found in God and his peace that passes all understanding. If we are in the end times, spoken of in Bible prophecy, then we need to realize we are fighting a losing battle to get people saved in Christ before his return for us. However, even one more soul, saved of Christ, is of high value according to God's Word, the Bible. Notice further what Barnes told us. It is a common result of such views that men of this description become impatient of the government of God Himself and seek to throw off all. Authority and to live in the unrestrained indulgence of their vicious propensities. We want to note two things in this passage. One, men of this description become impatient of the government of God Himself, two, they seek to throw off all authority. I hope by now you can see this fact. We have not only found that men and women will regard all government in the state, the church, and the family as an evil. Then further, such spiritually corrupt men and women become impatient of the government of God. Ultimately, such people live in the unrestrained indulgence of their vicious propensities. These comments create a conflict with whom we know, as nice people, where we live, where we work, and where we come in contact with them when we are out doing errands, vacationing, and other things outside the home. Many people who appear nice really are not, based where I live in this world, Then there are people who really are nice but unsaved in Christ. We also see both these distinctions in people who claim to be saved in Christ. That raises the question about some in this group Are they really saved in Christ if distinguishing them from unsaved people is, or nearly is, impossible? That is a question that needs a good answer sooner than later. Now, notice verse 11. It read, Angels who have more strength and power than these teachers don't bring an insulting judgment against them from the Lord. One has to wonder why it is that angels who have more strength and power than any false teacher do not bring an insulting judgment against them from the Lord. Scripture may help us get a better grip on the understanding we need. Starting in verse 12. These false teachers insult what they don't understand. They are like animals, which are creatures of instinct that are born to be caught and killed. So they will be destroyed like animals and lose what their wrongdoing earned them. These false teachers are stains and blemishes. They take pleasure in holding wild parties in broad daylight. They especially enjoy deceiving you while they eat with you. The last sentence of the last verse tells us what we need to know about people who teach wrongly as they grow into a teaching role, who teach wrongly to satisfy their own fleshly desires. This passage gives us the distinctive information we need to answer our last important question as well as other questions we may have sourced in this passage. With that said, notice that last sentence. They especially enjoy deceiving you while they eat with you. If people eat with each other, It is usually because of ceremony and or friendship, or family. While one should be friendly acting towards others, one does not have to become a friend of evil men and women. Where this gets very difficult is when such a person is a family member. Now, what does one do? Unfortunately, the answer to that question is up to the person in such a situation. Remember, what God and his word requires of us is not always easy. Yes, it can be very difficult at times, leaving you wondering what to do. While others can possibly help you, they cannot make up your mind for you. That is one of the very difficult places we all find in our walking out our salvation in this life. Despite what some may tell you, Truthfully, is not always easy. Scripture further tells us, Their eyes, full of adultery, never stop sinning. They entice unstable people. They have trained their hearts for greed. These cursed children, by forsaking the right path, they have gone astray because they followed the way of Balaam, son of Bosar who loved the wages of unrighteousness, yet was rebuked for his own transgression, a dumb donkey speaking with a human voice restrained the prophet's madness. These men are waterless springs and mists driven by a storm from whom the utter depths of darkness have been reserved. From Second Peter chapter 2, Verses 14-17. through 17. Verse 14 does not mince words. It is direct and forceful. It read, Their eyes, full of adultery, never stop sinning. They entice unstable people. They have trained their hearts for greed. These cursed children. While I believe some like this, can be saved of such a dire lifestyle, people this deep into a sinner's lifestyle may well never be saved. That is just a fact we all must realize without giving up until we are told to stop. This is the main folly I have seen many people who witness fall into. When you are told to stop and do not stop, you continually damage your witness to anyone. Leastwise, in America, yes, it is true, we do not want to see them cast into hell. However, some people would rather that be their spiritual eternity than heaven. To us, who have a more clear mind given by God, it makes no sense, and we damage our testimony to these people by becoming unruly in Their eyes. This also damages any future testimony by someone else God may well bring into their life behind us. The question I have never heard asked and thus never answered is what will God say to us when we go home about how we harmed people with our witness that drove off some into hell? eternity. Not that we are the full cause, but we did help by a damaging testimony. I'm not saying do not witness, but there is a time when we need to close our mouths, and there is a time when we need to move on, regardless of the result. And it may be a result that we can't see because God has other people coming in behind us. It is impossible, given there are so many of us who are saved in Christ, that God might use more than one person to create a more collective and complete testimony that particular person would respond to and receive Christ as their Lord and Savior instead of never receiving Him and being cast into hell eternally. We will continue to work deeper into this passage in our next episode, The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 4. Yes, that's right, folks. I said it again Part 4. Very rare, but this topic deserves a Part 4. What does Peter mean when he says, For whatever a person succumbs to, to that he is enslaved? To find out, Join us next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome, and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled, Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address. Unchurched. Unchurched.site123.me At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.